This is Out of Fashion, a podcast with Martin Kamer, hosted by Remo Hecklen. Dear listeners, welcome to another episode of the podcast Out of Fashion. Martin, we have heard that you have bought a lot at auctions. Do you only buy at auctions? Oh no, I buy anywhere there is anything good on offer, like shops, flea markets, um, sometimes there are textile and costume fairs, I go there. And um, when I was living in London as a student, I went to Portobello Road every Saturday, religiously. It was my entertainment. And um, I asked... Only you or with friends? Uh, mostly alone. Yeah. A lone wolf. <laughs> I um, went there and I asked questions and questions and questions. Of course, the dealers got to know me and they probably cringed and thought there, there they were comes, not amused. There comes the Swiss guy again and asks a lot of questions and doesn't buy anything. Well, um, it was a good education. Asking questions is always a good idea. And then in the 80s, I went a lot to Paris and I found wonderful things in the Paris flea markets. Like one day I bought, I was able to buy an 18th century dress that had been totally unpicked. I thought that all the items were there. It had a very interesting bodice closure, which, which was intact and, and, and a very nice late 18th century fringe on the side. So I decided to the, buy The original it. ones. Yes. So I decided to buy it as I have a very good restorer, my friend Rita Brown from Canada, she comes, used to come to New York to my apartment and work for me there and in London work for me there as well. And um, she was able to put this dress together again. It needed some buttons, which I had. So this dress was quite extraordinary in the end. And then another day I was in Paris and walking by a, um, in an antique shop, in a stall in the, in the um, Marché Opus, there was a table and it had on a, a cover cream moiré with a beautifully embroidered border around it. And I realized it was a petticoat of an 18th century dress <laughs> and it had lots of, it, the table was covered by it and on top of the table there were um, like sort of knickknacks and items that this dealer was selling. So I said, well, that's a, what, what, what's the story? I said, oh, we've got a dress. And um, so he came out with an overdress, but the overdress had been altered in the eight, 1890s, but everything was there. And so I said, can I have a look? So he grudgingly took all the items off the table and showed me the petticoat. The petticoat was absolutely in perfect condition, beautiful embroidery on the way, on the bottom, on the hem. But and he did not present it as a dress. No, he put no. it on the table. Yes, yes. Like a cover. Uh, like a tablecloth. Mm -hmm. And um, then I bought it and I went and saw some other friends and they said, did you buy anything? And I said, yes, I bought this dress. And they said, oh, no, it was far too expensive. And I said, well, they wanted far too much. And I said, how much did they want? And they named the price. And I had bought it for half the price. Oh, wow. So probably they tried to sell it as a dress and they couldn't. So now was their chance to get rid of it. And so I got <laughs> it. And Rita and I were able to put it back, take out the 1890s alterations and put it back to its original state, which was very exciting. But the most curious thing happened to me at the um, Marché Opus 
and a very good friend, Clo-Clo. The flea market, the Marshal Puce in, yes, in, in Paris. Yeah, my friend Clo-Clo had a, with her mother, they had a wonderful stand and they had absolutely wonderful, extraordinary things. And she came and said, oh, I've got this Turkish outfit, ladies' outfit. And it consisted on a, of an a open coat and a coat and a pair of what we call harem pants, salvar, salvar. And the coat is an entari. And the shalvar was in blue silk with gilt trim and lace. And the entari, the coat, was yellow satin and didn't belong to the out. This wasn't an outfit that was born together. I knew that immediately because the entari had biblos lace all around it. And that's a kind of um, crochet lace. And if the pants, the shalvar, had gilt embroidery, the coat needed to have gilt embroidery as well. The same. It's just, that's the law mm. in a way. Right. And she said, well, um, these things... As it uh, goes on from, from, from one piece to another. Yes, it, it, it has to match. The mm. embroidery has to match. Not the color necessary, but the embroidery has to be of the same ilk. The same, and, and the same style. Yeah, mm. the same pattern. Mm. And um, so um, she told me that she bought this from descendants of a diplomatic um, family that French diplomats in Istanbul, and when they came back, they brought they bought back a lot of souvenirs and textiles and clothing and stuff, and she bought from them, from their collection. And I bought it, and I, I knew it didn't belong together, but both of them were so beautiful, so I thought, well, we'll see. So took them back to London, and two years later, that was in 1882, and two years later... 84, I went again to the same dealer, my friend Cloclo, and she said to me, well, I've got this bodice with a worth label, but you might not want just a bodice. And she showed me the bodice and it was a cream taffeta silk with gold embroidery. And I realized immediately it's the same embroidery as on the oh, shalvar, on, on, <laughs> on, on, on the, the harem pants. Wow. So I bought it and I asked her afterwards, You bought that at the same time you bought the uh, French diplomats um, Turkish? She said, yes, how do you know? I said, this is actually the bodice that belongs to the pants. So you explained it to her yes, in, a, what, in a friendly way. Yes, in a friendly way. Now, what, have, what must have happened that they got back and this was a traditional um, outfit with an entari coat embroidered in gold and the shalvar pants in embroidered in gold and the family obviously got an invitation to a fancy dress and so what did they do they went to the master of fancy dress Charles Frederick Worth who was really the, the couturier in the um, 1860s and 70s so it was his label in it like yes. the Worth label the Worth label that was his label in the in this bodice oh, right. who now is, was reshaped into a fashionable 1880s um, European silhouette And it was very exciting because... For, for a party, maybe. For a mass ball, yeah, mm. obviously. And sort of oriental costume was very fashionable to wear at a costume ball like that. I was very excited because um, Charles Frederick was very famous for his fancy dress costumes. I then was, was able to plug a hole at the Brooklyn Museum. Brooklyn Museum has, was known for its fine collection of garments from the House of Worth notable day and evening wear, but they, they never had a fancy dress. So 
this really that was missing that was missing and they were very happy to buy that um outfit it's now in the metropolitan museum of art like all three pieces together or? two no no the, the yellow um entire that doesn't belong mm-hmm. in that group it's just the the mm-hmm. uh salvar and the uh, and the entire the, the gold embroidered silk pieces and the trousers they are quite special like well, the shape of yes, the trouser can, they're, can, they're, can you describe it well they're they're what one calls um harem pants they're very full they're um close at the ankle but they fall over the ankle they're, there's like pluderhosen are called in german it's a everybody knows what a, um, um, harem pants look like now i do <laughs> You didn't before, but now you do. I know Pluterhosen. Yeah, and okay. Yeah. And trousers. Yeah. I also was able to buy a beautiful 18th century tartan open robe and petticoat on an Easter Saturday in Portobello Road in London. I remember the day. It was very exciting. It was a very beautiful <laughs> dress. And then in Paris, uh, a dealer. Do you even remember the, the weather? Yeah, it was a beautiful day. It was okay. a beautiful day. It was just very <laughs> special. Um And another time in Paris, an e- a dealer said to me, do you still buy 18th century dresses? And I said, yes. And she was a very extraordinary dealer, a very disheveled woman, but lovely. And um, she had a huge stall and everything she had was half broken or had holes in it. She had extraordinary taste. She had really most beautiful things, but they never. she didn't have the money to buy the most, the best condition. So I said, well, I'll come back and have a look. And then when I got there, she... Um, handed me a plastic shopping bag, so like a micro bag, you know, like a, from, yeah, from, from the supermarket from supermarket bag. And I opened it up and there was a sort of a tartan silk in there in yellow and burgundy red. And I thought, oh, no, not another. I thought she said 18th century. It looked like a 19th century textile. So I thought, well, let's be polite and pull it out. And out came this most beautiful 18th century robe with a petticoat. And the most extraordinary thing was in its sleeve, there was still sewed in a pair of engagements, lace engagements, a triple layer, original mount in a very extraordinary lace. So it was, she knew what she had, but she didn't. She lost a lot of money, but the um, engagements were worth as much as the dress. Oh, <laughs> And then I found out that she was only able to buy, she bought this dress at auction and all the other dealers didn't want to buy because they said there was no tartan in the 18th century. They didn't know. They didn't know, but she knew. So So you bought that one? Yes. She very, was lucky. Very happy. You both were happy? Yes, we both were happy and I was super happy. You still are? <laughs> yes. Do you still possess that dress or no, is it no, it's, it's somewhere gone. else? They, they both have gone to museums. Thank you very much, Martin. A wonderful anecdote of this Turkish fancy dress. And uh, dear listeners, thank you all for your interest. Thanks for listening. This was Out of Fashion.